Welcome to Queen Beauty Podcast, a self-care kickback with Quadris and Elise, two besties from the East, finding new ways to bring you some peace. Are you recording? Okay, so first, let's just warm ourselves up with light conversation. I am okay with that. This last hour was... A, horse, a whole tornado, okay? So my, my food from HelloFresh came, which I will say is a form of self-care because it's always a thing to try to re- like figure out what are we eating for dinner? And I'm always like, what are you guys in a mood for? Right. And everyone's always like, I don't know. So I'm like, well, me either. Who said I came with like all of the meals to know how to cook? So um, HelloFresh gives you a variety of... Um, different recipes and so tonight I chose steak mashed potatoes and and um brussels sprouts so in the last hour I I cooked that right and then I fed the baby I managed to watch a little bit of this is us and then I looked at the kitchen and it was a disaster and so I completely cleaned the uh I cleaned the kitchen because I was like I can't sit still because I'm sitting right next to the kitchen I'm sitting right next to it. I know, but I'm sitting right next to it and I cannot sit here next to it because you didn't see what it looked like. It was, it was a mess. It was sauces and scallions flying everywhere. So I I had to get it up and now the baby is asleep. Thank goodness. And I just, and Teddy's running rampant and I don't know where Michael is, but everyone ate. I provided everyone with food. The baby too? The baby too. She enjoyed the mashed potatoes. She was mad when they were gone. <laughs> a lot of punch for her sound. I don't know if you could do this podcast for her. For her awake. This is, she needed to eat some steak and potatoes because <laughs> she needed to go to sleep. Oh I can't. I can't even understand or comprehend why every time it sounds like a disaster with that child, and then you look at her and she's like this. Right. She like, so light. What she is wrong with so like, It sounds like somebody is strangling that baby. I know. It's like, and this is why I usually try to talk to people on FaceTime so they can see I'm not strangling her. It's like, she she looks all light and airy when you see her, but it's like, <laughs> her face. I was like, let me see her face. Let me see her face. Because I was about to be like, what y'all doing? She was like this. <laughs> like why are you so cute right now and it's just and she's in like i have the playpen like almost in the kitchen it's right next to it so she's not alone and she just be just screaming at me (laughs) i don't understand but (sighs) here we are had to get that off my chest we've been trying to uh put this thing together for a very long time now a very long time and i must say that i'm proud that we're finally here (laughs) yay i think that sometimes we do kind of put ourselves in our own box as to what we are capable of and sometimes we're in our own way you know of our own blessings regardless of what can happen it'll be fun right so it's just like just do it just do it Hey, Nike made a whole movement brand off of that. They really a successful one. Just do so, um, here we are, and we're launching episode one of Queen Beauty Podcast. Hey. <laughs> oh, that's a round of applause right now. Woo-hoo. Wait, a round of <laughs> okay. I won't stop it. Don't stay well, with us. You know, I, I want to do it side by side here because you know. Most legit, quote unquote, legit podcasters will have all the equipment. So we'll have this and then we'll have it like six months from now and see, you know, where we see are. See where, where <laughs> we are. I like it. I like it. You can see the growth when you do that. Oh, so I let's tell that. people the whole basis for the podcast, the types of things we'll be discussing. Word. And just okay. get into it. So kick back with Quandris and Elise. We're going to be digging into life sharing mindful topics self-care is the theme so we're gonna give you little self-care treats and a hint of millennial flair all within our segments uh, we want that to be the goal of our segments self-care is something that i think i could give a hug to i think we both <laughs> love it we love it so much and it's been infused in our lives over the past couple of years 
in various ways. I would say I started my own form of self-care in 2010 when I became a runner. And that grew into me being a little bit of extreme, but it was from, you know, stress at work and trying to find a balance or things that make me happy. Um, and that got me into self-health and wellness. And mm-hmm. that led to still life continuing and trying to find balances with various things happening that didn't always make me feel so happy on the inside mm-hmm. and learning how to communicate because my history communication is poor uh was something that I had to work on for a very long time and that led me into the hands of awesome therapists let me just <laughs> correct one thing out of everything you said which all was accurate for the most part except for the part where you said your communication is poor your communication is not poor but expressing your inner emotion needed some guidance there that is all i love (laughs) because your overall communication is pretty direct (laughs) oh yeah oh absolutely It's all, it's all the innermost feelings and thoughts and, mm. you know, being vulnerable with something yes. that is probably yes what my biggest question mark with communication was. So that is what I've, you know, landed in the hands of a therapist with. And that was literally to help me communicate appropriately mm-hmm. um, when being vulnerable. Because in life, I mean we're never going to ha- stop having opportunities to be vulnerable because things are going to continue to happen. So That is the very, very truth. And for me, you know, I thought of when I was thinking about self-care, I was thinking about mental health and I was thinking about where my journey started with that, which I pinned down to when my father passed away and that was five years ago. Um, and it, I think what it did was it gave me a reason to go to therapy because outside of something of that magnitude that like impacted my entire being in a great and powerful way, um, I thought that that's the only thing that therapy was for and that I didn't have a reason to go unless something crazy like that happened to me. Right. Um, not recognizing that everyone can use therapy um, and that a lot of people carry around traumas that they don't recognize as trauma and if I'm being honest I probably I know it's not probable I know I should have went to therapy way before then just with the situations that my life has um gave me the luxury to experience um but when you talk about self-care and when I think about self-care it definitely began before I entered um, my comfortability with going to therapy because around the time of you starting your uh, crazy run era. Um, <laughs> that was a whole era. That was, was a whole era. <laughs> it was an era, but it started off bumpy, right? And um, I started off obviously looking at you like he was crazy because who's running miles where? No one, right. anyway. Why? And why? <laughs> and then I don't know. I like I would see you because we were roommates at the time, and I would see you come in from your runs, and you would just be so excited and happy. And um, I think that more than anything was like maybe this is something I should try. And my father was around at that time, and he was a vet, and so um, he was just like, and he he lost one of his legs, um, his foot first his toe, then his foot, and then the bottom part part of his leg was amputated uh, due to diabetes. Um, but I remember talking to him about you and telling him, "Yeah, she crazy. She's running for miles and miles and miles, forgetting who I was talking to because he was on track team in high school and college, right? And he was just like, "Oh, I give anything to run just one." day and I was like <laughs> right out of the way <laughs> and so I was just like okay <laughs> let me just give it a try and I remember the first time I went for a run it was at his house um it was around his neighborhood I ran for 30 seconds and got like the craziest side cramp on earth and if somebody would have told me that was in January if somebody would have told me that that May I would have been doing a 10 miler broad street run I would have said you're crazy but that started a self-care journey because 
I, it really was a meditative practice. I was in a stressful job too. Yep. I went from running for 30 seconds to running for 30 minutes straight to running for miles on end to for a part, I forgot about the race altogether. And I was running twice a day in the morning before work, getting up before work to go run. And then again, after work, you know, and that was something that helped me get through a really, really challenging position at work. And it gave me um, some, a lot of health qualities that I'm sure I needed. And it was definitely the beginning of my self-care journey. So yeah, I think I'm uh, glad you brought that up. Yeah, because, you know, honestly, running did so much from a confidence state for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't, you remember, but I was in a little bit of a shell. I had, I had, um, I have a big personality, but I just didn't spread it until I started running, I feel That's like. That's true. I didn't really, because even, I started running in 2010, but that was also when I reconnected with friends from high school. That was yep. year. And some, I guess it was something about, you know, what do they say? Uh, L Woods will quote <laughs> from, <laughs> mm-hmm. and, or exercise gives you endorphins and endorphins makes you happy. And aren't people supposed to be happy? That is totally a line from the movie. <laughs> it is. I was, I was so curious, um, Legally Blonde. I was Legally so curious blonde. where you were going with Elle Woods quote. But, but that but is what? fitting. It, make, it makes a lot of sense. Um, exercise gives you this feeling that you can do way more. And, when, and, and that's just exercising in general. But I've learned through now with, COVID and dealing with things, I actually use exercise as a way to give me a a sense of normalcy. Like I work remote, but if I exercise, I'm forced to sweat and I know I'm going to take a shower. (laughs) And listen, that's important. So So I must work out every day. Right, right. So that I don't slip into the, oh, I can wear my PJs all day life. Oh my God. It's a very real life. And it's you a very not fall life. into that life, but that has become a mandatory need for me, especially in the mornings to be productive at work. If I, if I don't, the day just drags. So, and, and it gives you like that, it, that routine, which is a part of self care, believe it or not, where you create, even if it's not like a super hard schedule at nine o'clock at nine fifteen right. at nine thirty, but more of a routine. So the first thing you're gonna do is get you a glass of water and then you're gonna whatever, like just you're gonna go work out, you're gonna get in the shower. It just it's an order of things and and whether we like to admit it or not, um, we like routine and we function better off of routine. It's just something that you know, um, that we've been doing since we were young. And I think that it's necessary um, for certain level of self-care to practice just some type of routine. It gives you comfort, right? It gives you a sense of security um, sometimes to have something to expect, (laughs) right? I I would venture to say if your routine is just opening, like waking up in the morning and doing a daily prayer or meditation, that's that's a routine. And that's- there so another routine that I heard someone say was waking up in the morning and opening the curtains to let in the sunlight and on our call earlier this week and I was like you know what I'm gonna do that (laughs) because it's something about that sunlight you can't like the sun helps us thrive we know how we feel on rainy days versus sunny days and just simply opening up the blinds does a world of difference it really really does there's something about that nature and the natural light you know it's funny so. to say that because when I was going on a Zoom call, it was around five o'clock and mm-hmm. it was like, cause it gets dark late here, but I, it started pouring down raining and I frowned. I was like, oh, I got to close these curtains. <laughs> <laughs> I like get on this call, looking out the window and it be pouring. <laughs> but if it was sunny it was perfectly fine but I was like oh no 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 I gotta close these windows <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the rainfall is for a different type of self-care like you know like I like I, I you know what I don't mind the rainfall on like a day where I don't have to do work like I will literally I remember sitting with my patio blinds open with the rain and then I have like music on or you know a glass of wine 
And because like, it's something like, I don't know. I, I'm also the type that will sleep with like the rainfall music, you know, like that, that the sound, like the app. Yeah. <laughs> I'm that, they have, a, they have a channel on Roku called Rainforest and you could like play the rain. Um, and so sometimes in the evening, if I don't have, again, if I don't have anything to do, I'm okay with it, with having it, but not like you said, I got to go into a meeting and it's like I need all the energy I need to like <laughs> bring some type of the rain isn't going through it for me <laughs> right. no not well we need to be focused not for me at least it might do it for some though mm-hmm. but yeah so you know we had let's let's go back a little bit where okay. a couple of times this summer or in the spring we decided to do the uh, insecure recaps yes and that I think helped us kind of solidify Mm-hmm. space for a podcast that was centered around self-care and topics that we go through in life on dealing with people dealing with life finances um you know relationships and just mm-hmm. you know in general those were the themes that I felt like we kept seeing with mental health play out on the um insecure HBO TV show Issa Rae and of supporting black business that was a big mm. that I was like, you know, I feel like all of this is cyclical. Um, <laughs> there's a need in, in the Black community to have more conversations that are geared around, you know, wellness and your mental space and doing things and learning how to do things that are just not your typical cookie cutter things and mm-hmm. not necessarily the Eurocentric norm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's our created norm or whatever mm-hmm. that is. So I'm... Um, and sometimes just dicing through what we consider to be the black norm or the African-American norm, right? Like cutting through that and, and being okay with um, questioning some of the things that we turned into normatives um, that didn't necessarily work in our favor, like going to see a therapist or um, like, like mental health in general. And, and just saying no to things that don't serve you, right? And and all of those different types of things that we feel like we have to be there um, to pick up the pieces of X, Y, and Z when we're dealing with something really, really heavy. It's like pick up the pieces of yourself first, right? Because it's going to be very difficult to help others if you if you oh, haven't absolutely. helped yourself yet, right? So I think that the Insecure um, series, like you said, did a few things on giving us... Um, the confidence of moving forward with our own podcast because we talked about and did recaps on all of those shows episodes and um and really having more questions like we had more questions as did many people in watching insecure because it's such a great show plug 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 <laughs> but i think that when we thought about the different um scenarios that were happening throughout the show and we were asking the other people who were watching it for their opinions we came up with some other questions that surrounded mental health and that just that surrounded self-care um, that I thought was worth exploring on a deeper level, you know, outside of the, the show. So yeah. I think that that was, that's a great point to bring up. Yeah, definitely. And um, you need to talk about, just share an important part of your life that you do help promote (laughs) self-care so one of the things that i do is i teach yoga classes and it's something that um i teach all ages from toddlers on up to seniors and um it's also floor yoga as well as chair yoga and i've actually mixed some of the classes together so that people could have the opportunity to be in like an inclusive setting um, and doing the chair yoga while being, while others were on the floor and I was able to fluctuate between the room and kind of help everybody out where they were. But yoga is a really good form of self-care, um, where you kind of just are guided to let things go, um, mentally on top of that, you're also doing a lot of stretches and balancing poses that help center yourself. Um, and it helps bring stability to parts of your body that you didn't recognize were even there sometimes. Um, it helps you with breathing. Breathing is essential. Very, very essential. I don't, and I can't, I really can't talk about breathing enough 
and taking deep breaths and taking the time to be mindful about our breaths because it helps us to relax and it helps relieve stress. If you ever notice, there's times in our life where even when you're a kid, you get really, really upset and you just kind of start hyperventilating and you try to take in all of this air mm -hmm. and someone's always telling you to slow down, just breathe, right? It's because letting the air go into your, your lungs helps just clear, it clears the way. It helps clear the way of, of one of the most important functions in your body, which is um, giving oxygen to the blood and not to get all <laughs> physiological on it, but that's just what it is. Um, it's not just, um, it's not an ancient practice for any old reason. It's because we need clean oxygen in our blood and that clean oxygen goes to every single point of our body, which helps it to grow and function properly. So a very, some, what seems like a small thing of just breathing the correct way deeply that helps clean cleanse our breath and clean and clear our blood. Um, it helps us to think better and helps us regulate our emotions and it helps us to function. So a lot of times when we're doing the practice of yoga, you'll hear a lot of instructors say, remember to breathe. So it, it helps work a lot of different things simultaneously. You're giving yourself balance. You're giving yourself good, clean breaths. You're giving yourself a good workout in some senses. Um, and you're and you're also giving yourself some some stretch and some reflexiveness so that you can help your joints and everything function properly so it's a lot going on there that people don't usually realize is happening just all in a simple practice of yoga um, and at the end we always do a savasana which is a meditative practice and it's usually only like 60 seconds right and sometimes people stretch it out longer but it's like the best 60 seconds ever. <laughs> it is because after you get everything in your blood and everything flowing and you worked out for a good 30, 45 minutes, and then you just completely lay still, it is so calming and it's so relaxing and you're, you're breathing, you fall asleep. Like you're giving those really good deep breaths because you're catching your breath, right? And it's allowing the blood to flow again evenly throughout your body while you're laying down like you didn't think you did. yeah <laughs> you didn't think about that so <laughs> yo you are such a yogi like you're like you know when like mad scientists are like or just are like yes. their thing <laughs> do you see it right you see where i'm going so it's like all of that it all works oh, together i love it um, I probably wouldn't do yoga as much as I have done it and do do it if it wasn't for you. So yeah. And can I just say you're welcome? But can I just say that I I I probably did overall have like maybe a little bit more of a calm disposition, um, absolutely. Even before yoga, but I can honestly say that quandres on yoga and quandres off of yoga are two different quandres. <laughs> <laughs> like I'll get I'll get overwhelmed easily I'll get frazzled right and I'll be stressed for things that don't deserve my stress um and I can honestly say that yoga find me I did not find I did not go out seeking it I, I actually stumbled in a class because I was a runner right we started running and I needed to stretch properly because I, I almost felt like I was about to lose my knees like I just wasn't stretching and I didn't understand the importance of that so and within right. it I just kind of got, I was just like, oh, this is really dope. And it helped me with the stress of work. And I strategically planned yoga for Monday nights and Wednesday nights to help even out that the Monday blues and, right. you know, and things like that from work. And it, and it just, and it took on a life of its own. So that's awesome. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> it's, no uh, it's totally like why I feel like self-care is embedded in, and infused in you. So it definitely is something that you should always do and you should always think of ways to spread it um, and share your practice with others oh thank you I'm gonna try my hardest <laughs> I will just venture to say one thing for myself um, that I actually learned to make us a, a self-care moment um, was hairstyling um, and the way that I do it now uh, <laughs> in my younger life I started doing hair just haphazardly because I can look at a picture or a hairstyle and go back home and I would get, use my allowance money 
Yeah, I'm black mm-hmm. and I had allowance. But I would use my allowance money. Yeah, shade. Shade it. Go shade. <laughs> the hits on this shade is like... Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Go on with your allowance. Go ahead. I'm going to use some funds that the fam got, you know, cop for me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if y'all can't see my face, I'm raising all of my eyebrows right now, <laughs> just in case you're just not seeing that live video. But go on ahead. You, you yeah, have to use the funds, family fund, the funds that your family gave you. Okay, let's let's what go. Else? That they that they got me. That they got. That you. they got for me. That they got for you. Okay. Okay. Whatever. I would use my. I would use my allowance. <laughs> just own it like it's okay for you to and be able to be okay. in a family that was able to give you allowance yeah, I don't find anything wrong with it good for you and your you know parents. what there was a post about um if you got allowance and you are black um because and then everybody was like what must be nice <laughs> you know what I think that it's something, not to cut you off, but I know that we have a lot of talks about financial literacy and generational wealth, right? And though allowance isn't something that you want to do, in my opinion, for my personal self, it's not something I would want to do in access, like, to too much. But at the same time, I want them to encounter money so that we can teach them how to utilize it. And if they do not come into money on a regular basis, how will, I think, how will they be able to utilize it without it being on a level where it's just, okay, bills, 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 or just not knowing necessarily what to do with it outside of bills, right? Right. So I think that it gives you a sense of um, responsibility to have a couple dollars in your pocket and and then decide do i really want to go to the movies this week or do i want to wait because in a couple weeks everyone's going to six flags or some amusement park and i if i save a couple weeks then i can go do that instead of just spending it all this week at the movies or on my nails or whatever it gives you a sense of awareness when it comes to how much things cost if you have it in your own hand and can make small decisions on what to do with it so I don't think, I think that that's something that we should reconsider as a people, as a black people, um, with our children in small, small capacities. And I, don't get me wrong, like, I was not on direct deposit or rep pay, it was not weekly. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, not good and ready to give it to me, you know? Yeah. You know, yeah. Stuff yeah. <laughs> so, long story short. I used my money to get some hair for the hair store. I would go ask to go to the hair store, buy hair, and practice mm-hmm. it on my baby doll. Practice hair. Mm-hmm. So that is my journey with how I'd learn how to style natural hairstyles or use added hair, uh, mm-hmm. braids, cornrows, micro braids. You know, remember that life. Um, oh, micro braids. <laughs> oh man, when you did my micros in college, I tried to keep them things all year round. You know how you it is. You had the micro braids though. Really? <laughs> oh, I love your hair. It was like perfectly wrapped in the braid. I guess because you had that curl. That curl. That curl that wasn't curl. going nowhere. Them, that them curls curl. was strong. Perfect for that hair that you bought. For those micro braids, it mm-hmm. like looked perfect on them. So I love doing yours. But um, I love the way they look. <laughs> I started doing the um, hair when I was young, and I was just doing everything for other people. And I think yeah. that 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 kick started my being a people pleaser. Mm. Honestly, um, mm-hmm. because it was on everyone else's time mm-hmm. when everyone else needed their hair done they i'd had to be the one to stop drop and roll my appointments were scheduled based on other people's convenience this was all throughout mm. high school college and a little after college but mm. i had gotten so used to client pleasing um that i didn't even understand what the opposite of that was as far as setting boundaries and having like if i'm quote unquote self-employed and that's what i'm doing I need to be thinking about it like, no, it's I'm giving a service. And my service is valuable. F- come to me on my availability. Here's my schedule. I was not doing that. So I was all mm. over the place. It was a very high stress feeling because I worked a full-time job 
right out of college and before outside of before working full time it was very convenient to just do things when other people had time right became a stressor where I felt like I needed to not do it anymore and so I took a hiatus for about a hiatus what nobody happy with their hiatus in the northeast in New Jersey (laughs) Um, those states were unhappy where I had a client base. <laughs> I took my happy behind Georgia. Two years later, two or three years later, it was like, oh yeah, I do hair. I think I posted something on Instagram, like now accepting clients. And it was a picture of my mom's hair. And they were like, what? I remember this. <laughs> like, but do you actually do hair? And I was laughing. Like, she was like, do you know how to cornrow? <laughs> and I was like, Girl, yeah but yeah. the way that I do hair now I mean I'm so proud of myself it's literally become a self-care situation first of all all of my clients I'm friendly with they're either mm-hmm. friends of mine probably through running in mm-hmm. Atlanta area but they're either friends or fr- close friends or family with people that I already know uh-huh. and most of the time it's like a low-key girls night <laughs> out right because they come over I do the hair. I offer them wine. Um, <laughs> we have a candle going. Oh my gosh! We and and the the conversations that come from it. I mean, and it's always been like that when you sit and get your hair done. It's it is like therapy. Like yes, ask questions, and I get everybody's life like information. And you know, I, <laughs> I actually did because I was a sociology major at Temple. I did a study on that. We had to do all these different Mm. types of studies. And one of my studies were the impact of Black women within the hair salon, the Black hair salon. And, um, you know, do you remember that? I don't know. It was was great. And one of my cousins actually had a hair salon. So she allowed me to come into her hair salon to observe. And I went there every day for like like a week or two straight for a few hours. And just sat and watched and looked at the dynamics and you get to see, I got to see regular clientele and the conversation and it was really, really, really dope. I know some of my really good friends from high school are, um, had their own hair salons and are hairdressers now, but I remember them doing my hair. And like you said, it's always that kind of rapport where you just feel like it's, you can open up because black women in their hair is serious business. Um, it's, it's a vulnerability that we have. Um, when we think about hair and hairstyles and our beauty and our sense of um, confidence and things like that and allowing someone else into our world to assist with that process is a really big deal. Um, And so, you know, when you think about Black women from um, media, like a a national media, mainstream media perspective, you would think that it's it would be something that's catty or something that's, you know, drama related. There's gossip in a bad way. And not that those things don't happen. They happen everywhere. But my findings of the black hair care experience was the complete opposite. And my mind was completely blown on the connections that were made and how I saw the hairdressers having a huge impact on their client's life and helping guide them through serious situations um and it was just like it was amazing to me and my professor was like in awe as well and was like whoa this is some really good stuff and and it was like nowadays and this wasn't the case back then but nowadays as a hair professional they actually require you to get um counseling practice along with your um your other hair care skills so yeah it's a part it's like it's a part of the licensing process now Um, which is interesting and I think necessary because there was a lot of women who were in domestic abuse situations or they had other really serious things and they realized that people were coming there, I guess, and sharing those things with their hairdresser and the hairdresser because they could see the people regularly. Um, They could see when something was up, they come in with a black eye or, you know, or they come in with just issues and they're sharing things it would I mean, be a great place. Long enough where I would, I could say that they don't even need a black eye. Women yeah. share. They, they share. They're going to just share it. If if it's something going in, 
especially if it's if it's heavy on your mind and you sit down in that seat it's a magical seat I didn't realize how magical this seat was and I was like okay we position of power as a hairdresser it is, but you know, one thing I would say is it's something that I agree. I feel like you do need to have a, some sort of therapy, <laughs> um, life, not even a license or just some classes to you. Because yeah, it was just like, it's not a, yeah. Yeah. And then it's almost like HIPAA, right? People are entrusting right. you with, you know, some personal, personal. things and it's not mm -hmm. to be shared. I've never shared, um, things that a client has told me and, and they've never even had to say this is in confidence. You know, how you have to say that to some people. Yeah. I've never been in a situation where a client has said, Hey, this is in confidence, but the content of what we've talked about has been deep and it's just assumed that it's in confidence, but it's just that they're talking to get them through it. Um, it's so I'm so curious and it's interesting. Um, and I will find it interesting to dig deeper as to why that dynamics happens the way it does. But if I could take a, just a complete stab in the dark as to why people open up to their uh, hairdressers the way they do, I think it's because as a young girl, um, who is it that usually does your hair? Your mom. Your mom. Yeah. And, and it's somewhat, it's a seat of comfort. It's a seat of protected space, right? It's a safe place. And I think that for whatever reason, That's we do so many traumatic things with our hair. And, and we have that one person who come hell or high water, they're going to make you beautiful. They're going to tell you how beautiful you are once you get your hair done and you a black queen <laughs> and don't you ever forget it. And, and you know, and they like hook you up so much about your and inner you beauty and your outer beauty. I love seeing my clients look themselves in the mirror. The mirror that I have is right in this living room. So I'm always like, go look in the mirror. It's done. And I just love that. <laughs> Like they came through like <laughs> afro or whatever. It was just they're like, oh girl, I didn't know what to do. And then and then they leave and it's beautiful. And you're just like it's like it's like you see their inner beauty first and recognize it, and then you pull it out to be an outer beautiful experience. And so like with while it, during the process, it's like just it just all pours out. And don't mix that with some wine. Come on. Like, you just, yeah, ask oh, yeah. for it. <laughs> um, now, I love, I have only scheduled them two times a week at my convenience. Um, and they come and it's just a girl's night. It's a chat. And yeah. styles, I'm not doing styles that are um, heavy intensive in time. Yeah. I'm styles two to three hours tops. Most of the times they're under two hours. Right like literally like one and a half hours to three hours is my max and I'm doing these styles and when I'm doing it I'm not even realizing I'm doing it because braiding is kind of second nature to me so mm -hmm. especially if you gave me a picture so it's all good I love it it's it's to me it's a form of self-care like and yes I, I don't like doing my hair that much but <laughs> I love doing other people's hair and it's a give back because I, right. I know I know um, that the way that it's operated, it's just a stress-free, it's stress-free. It is. And I, I like the way that you did it. I've seen that process. I've seen you stress over it. I've seen people ask for completely like crazy, intricate hairstyles. It's going to take like three days and you just be like, I don't want to do this. And it's all just like, like you said, you made it work for you. And I'm happy that you did because yeah. you find joy in it. So it, it, created a balance we're gonna to have to touch back on like black hair and hair well, in the black community that's gonna be a big topic that is gonna be it's gonna be a big topic yeah especially i mean it's i mean it's pretty clear that we we've had the same hair journey like we definitely we went through the whole wigs half wigs natural perms we went through all of that stuff and now with locks so i think that um yeah, and 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 with the edges, girl. We have to have a whole conversation <laughs> about my edges. Y'all. 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 Listen, edges are. That's a whole listen. episode. That is. No. So we're going to just take note to make sure we circle back to that. <laughs> who was I talking to? I was talking to somebody who I haven't seen in a while. Oh, my girlfriend, Rashida. 
And oh. I saw her a couple weeks ago and she hadn't seen me in like mm-hmm. eight months. She was like this. <laughs> to my edges. Just in, nodding in approval. It was hilarious. It was so funny. She's like, I but, see you. <laughs> <laughs> That's dope. <laughs> mm-hmm. But no, um, yeah, why self-care? Why not self-care? That's what I said. Especially in this day and age. It's something that if 2020 has told us nothing else, it is to look inward for happiness because you are not getting it outside. Like, (laughs) say that again. Repeat. Oh, 2020 (laughs) is the year of inward happiness, inner happiness, because looking to the outer world, you're going to come up short. Um, (laughs) Just to say it lightly, this has been a year, a journey. We started out. Did this year start out with the chicken sandwiches? Is that where it started? Was that 2020 or was that 2019? I can't remember. Anything from like January to the end of February is a blur with the exception of Kobe Bryant passing in his untimely death. We should have known it was going to be a bad year. We should that, happened, that happened the beginning of this year, didn't it? That happened on January 26th, I believe. But I don't remember anything like... I remember getting invited to five vision board parties and actually doing a vision board for the first time in my whole entire black life on 2020. You did a vision board? Girl, it's in my, um, it's in my closet with all types of stuff that is not. <laughs> you gotta, all types of- this is over, you gotta pull it out because I want to see it. I have, I made a vision board too this year and it wasn't my first one. Um, but it has been some years that I've made the vision board, which was a form of self-care because it was self-care with a plan and vision and like timelines right. and goals and virtue. It's on my phone. I use the app for it because about that. And it's been going, it's been going good. I like it so far. And um it allowed me to not because it would probably be in my closet too. And it's <laughs> like not been looking at it every day and so I was like well oh, let me just put it nice. in my phone oh good because mom would not have been nicely in my closet it would have been behind <laughs> the caboodles like in the back somewhere no or, I pulled out oh. right on top of my jewelry and my shades and it looks like cute like the way okay okay, okay. but I will say I started it at work because work had a vision board day mm. and I started it there and then I took it home and then I had everything just sprawled out. It took me like a month and a half to finish it. I didn't finish it until like the end of February. We're going to come back and look at it. And we're going to look at both of our vision boards together. And okay. See we are. Cause this is it. almost like a halfway point, right? Yeah. So this is, that'll be fun. Um, but that's definitely a form of self-care is looking ahead and planning ahead. I think because yeah. it's a part of, I know, you know that my are. Vision- has shifted I probably could do a whole one a new one and we'll have nothing that it had like the things that are important to me is controlling what I can control yeah and yeah um, and that's it <laughs> like yeah it. it's another control thing that 2020 has taught us is that I mean 2020 has taught us a lot of things but I think that like when it when it comes to politics, when it comes to race relations, when it comes to COVID nineteen, when it comes to um, making time for self care and things that matter to us most, where we have a lot of people passing away, getting sick, who we care for, or you just can't even just hug, and they're not sick, but we can't get to them, right? We can't travel out. So I think that twenty twenty has taught us to be mindful, and it gave us a sense of well, for me anyway, like recognizing the opportunities that I had that I kind of took for granted or like the people who I was around who I kind of took for granted Mm -hmm. that I could have just went and hung out with them or you know traveled with them or whatever very easily just like I'll do it later you know and then all this happened and it's like who knows when that will happen now you know what I'm saying point on that I have been conscientious about that word or phrase i can't wait for life to get back to normal that mm. phrase i stopped saying about three weeks ago three, four weeks mm. ago. i started as soon as i would 
caution my lip to say, I can't wait for like to get tomorrow. I would just stop and be like, did I just say that? No, but like thinking and reminiscing on how easy things were to connect, um, how it was. And you would be like, oh, we have time and pushing it back. It's going to be a different kind of normalcy that Mm. we're creating right now in a, in a move forward path. I agree what that is is an opportunity it's it's exciting it's it's nerve-wracking but it's very exciting so I'm trying to hold on to yeah. the, the excitement part of it because mm-hmm. you, know, you ever heard that saying if I don't laugh I'll cry yeah so if I can hold on to the opportunities that this new pathway of life is going to be then you know right I think that I mean I agree with you and even from the little things of going back to the office if you're working from home yeah um and thinking that this might last like two weeks and it's like okay maybe a month maybe okay we'll definitely be back in like a month and a half and it's just like so you were absolutely refused to get your second monitor you refused to get like you know an actual keyboard or whatever (laughs) because you just knew you were going to be back in the office and here it is the end of July and when it started the beginning mid-March so it's just like okay if you aren't ready you need to go on ahead and get settled you in because-, figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> because I think that some companies have been told they're not going back for the rest of the year but just- you know and someone said that to me this week and I was like nah but then I'm like well, a lot of companies August. yeah and our, our company hasn't yet so our company started doing or my company started doing two weeks initially Mm. And I knew those two weeks was not reality because of the the communication that they were saying about the spread. But right. two weeks, and then in May it was like two months, and then then it was like July, and then it was like okay September. So it's right when that happens, I feel like it's gonna jump again. Like it's gonna be three months because the numbers are going back, and now and then right. the season's going to change, and then how we separate and flu from COVID, like regular flu from COVID and again which was the scare with allergy season right and so we'll see what happens and I think like what you said is true until uh, definitely at least until there's like a vaccine right I think people are going to be pretty much on edge and careful and cautious not everyone obviously Florida um (laughs) I know who is giving people grace I will not say everyone is horrible. <laughs> everyone is everyone is not horrible, but everyone is not on their best behavior. We no, have to no, just no. be cautious and like real enough to say that. Because I've been so. reading common sense by Thomas Paine. <laughs> That's how I feel. Like the Americans are lacking common sense by Thomas Paine. That, that line has never rang so true. Every right. time on that Hamilton when she says, because I've been reading common sense, common sense by Thomas Paine. I mean, like. <laughs> We don't, we don't have, they all need to reread Common Sense. <laughs> talking about they write, reread Common Sense by Thomas Paine. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> no, I feel you. I, I, I completely understand. That was another thing, big thing that happened this year, but it's just like, uh, deep breath, <laughs> breath. Um, <laughs> no, but there's power in breath. I was gonna say that when you were speaking. Um, there's big power in breath. In mm-hmm. taking a breath, um, mm-hmm. even in exercise, they say breathe through the hardest part when you're like curling. Yep. Sleep. Yep. It's, it's a big part of childbirth. Yeah. It's a big part of childbirth. It, one thing that they tell you to do is focus on your breath. Right. Wow. Um, it's it's just important like if you actually study it it's so deep it breaks up mucus right and one of the things that especially with COVID and they tell you you can tell if like there's something happening if you breathe and you can't right because it's you gurgling um but like taking those deep breaths and making sure like if you're in a hospital and you have a procedure they give you this little device that you have to blow in and you have to suck the air out and it like makes the ball move up and it's when you're laying back for a long period of time and make you sit up and do that so that you can keep your lungs active um, okay. and clear and free of mucus because that mucus builds up when you're not doing anything. So exercise helps you breathe heavily, makes you breathe yeah. strong, makes you breathe deep. We tend to breathe shallow. But it, like you said, it is so much power behind it. It's very interesting to me. 
at least, obviously. It is. It is. And I am here for it. So, in case you didn't know, Queen Beauty is here. It is here. And so, what we'll do moving forward is we'll have particular topics uh, that we'll discuss and that we'll have um, resources for people to be able to go back and um, look up and, and get, you know, more insight on the things that we're saying. Um, and as soon enough as we're ready, we'll even start taking some questions from people um, and things like that so that we could, if we can, yeah, so maybe bring people on and have them be a part of our show. And I think that that will be a, a beautiful thing to do. Um, and I'm excited. I'm here for it. I'm here for it too, Quandris. And just on record, I just want you to know that I really appreciate your friendship. You are the best thing since sliced bread. Don't make me blush. <laughs> no, you are. <laughs> no, you Thank you. Blush. Oh, I did. You it was a total blush. <laughs> no, you like. Come on, nerves. You know, you know, <laughs> <laughs> no, like it, it's important to have that sister circle we talked about that mm -hmm. in the recap mm -hmm. but that's that strong community sister circle I have that with you and Rachel like wholeheartedly but like mm -hmm. there is so much just real like genuine family love there and it's it's like it, I, I don't I don't even know how to say it like you know how you I agree it's just like it is what it is like we got family love like that's it right right <laughs> it is what it is and it's deeper than what it seems so i i can i can agree with that a thousand percent so yeah i will see you in my mornings with my coffee time make sure you're ready coffee break <laughs> facetime <laughs> yep <laughs> bye Thank you.